Ladies and gentlemen, the following podcast is set for one episode. Your host from Columbus, Ohio, is Michael Kirk. Welcome to the Outbound Mudcast. Hello and welcome to the Outlaw Mudcast, your digital audio dirt sheet for all things Super Show. Let me start off with a Grand Gathering 3 update. The SRG BOSS Steve Resk announced earlier this week that, number one, over 110 people are confirmed to be attending Grand Gathering 3, taking place March 17th through the 19th in Westlake, Ohio, at the Westlake Doubletree. That is northeast Ohio, near the Cleveland area. Second, as part of the planned releases for Grand Gathering 3, they're looking to put out 12 brand new competitors. Six of them will be competitors that already exist in the game with new gimmicks and new finishers, So if you don't have these competitors already, you'll be able to get that character at least. They will have the same logos. So if you have the old competitor sets, you can use the finishes interchangeably between the two. We don't know who these are going to be. We have been told that some of them, at least one, will be representing XCW, the old Chicago group. This was people like Rob Graves. El Blanco Diablo, Brewmeister, so on and so forth. The other six of this set of 12 is going to be competitors inspired by current or past professional wrestlers that likely will never be able to sign with Super Show the Game with the Legendary Fighting Federation. People like The Undertaker, Stone Cold Steve Austin, The Rock, John Cena, Hulk Hogan, Brett the Hitman Hart, Sting, Ric Flair, The Four Horsemen, people like that, Shawn Michaels, those types of wrestlers. He's looking for feedback from the community on what you'd like to see in that group of six. I don't know if he wants you to post your feedback. On the video he posted on the Super Show discussion group on Facebook. If he wants you to message him directly. But he's looking for you know, the types of wrestlers he'd like it to be patterned after. So if you really want to see a Ric Flair type enter Super Show the game. Let Steve know. And suggest what you would like to see as a gimmick. What you would like to see as the finishers for these competitors. He's looking for that. Next bit of news. Faction Wars 4. Last time I reported on Faction Wars 4, I talked about the premier players. Each team of the remaining eight named a player their premier player for this round. Each team's premier player would face their opponent's premier player in a stipulation match that was to be randomly chosen. Those choices have been made. Let me give you what those are in this phase, Phase 2 of Faction Wars 4. In the first matchup, 
the Dangerous Wool Order versus the Think Tank. The premier players for each team will square off in a buddy building match. In the matchup between the Cuddle Commandos and the Higher Class, each premier player for those factions will face off in a Beast Unchained match. For the Firing Squad versus Impact match, the premier players will face off in a buddy building match, so two buddy building matches. And finally, in the matchup of the Line versus Paradise, those teams' premier players will face each other in a tables, ladders, and chain match. Each of these matches is set for one fall, and the winner will earn two points for their team. No point penalty for the loser. That's what I have for Fashion Wars. CCC. Last week I reported that Pat Mulligan was going to go on Talk of the Universe and make an announcement concerning the first match in the first round of the CCC. That didn't happen. I'll give you information on the 2023 Creative Competitor Competition when I have it. As of right now, no news on that front. I have no news on the Rising Star 3 tournament. I have no news on the number one contender tournament for the Underworld Championship. Those are both still in progress. The group stage portions, I'll give you information on those events when I have it. We had two championship matches this week. The first Wednesday was for the Midwest Coast Championship. The champion, the Grump, a.k.a. Chili Willy, Danny Thunder, took on challenger, Hall of Famer, Pat Mulligan. The Grump played as the Grump. He's the champion with the Grump. The challenger played as the Ringmaster. This was a standard singles match that went to crowd meter two, the winner in the end, still champion, the Grump Danny Thunder. Congratulations to the Grump. He named the next challenger for that belt, Split, also of the Freak Show, just like Pat Mulligan, will be facing the Grump for the Midwest Coast Championship, date and time to be announced. The other championship match from this week was yesterday, was Saturday. The LFF Hardcore Championship was on the line. The champion, Harvey Luster, playing as Scott Prime, faced challenger Alexander Slamilton, playing as himself, in a ladders match. In a long match that went all the way to crowd meter three. Very hard-fought match. The winner, still champion, Harvey Luster, congratulations to him for retaining. Congratulations to the Grump for retaining. That is pretty much the news from this week. There was a little Super Bowl contest announced. It was announced after last week's show, and it is closed. You could not enter now. I will give you the results of that next week. When I have them, briefly, 100 people enter. These people were given a digit for each team. 
So the two teams are Kansas City and Philadelphia. Say you got digit zero for Philadelphia, digit seven for Kansas City. At the end of each quarter, you look at the score. If the last digit of the scores for both teams matches the pair you have, you win a prize. You could win a prize potentially for all four quarters. I'll announce who the winners are on the next week's show because this show will come out before that is complete. Outside of the online tournaments from this past week, one locals report that I have, and Sunday Night Fights, that's going to do it for this week's episode of the Alabama Cast. Let's go ahead and go through those online tournaments. I have results from two. The first was Monday Night, the Monday Night Consigliere Fights. There were 18 players in this week's Consigliere Fights. Group stages, three groups, six players per group. Top three from each group advance into the top cuts. So nine players make the top cut Monday night. They have one play-in match. It's a New York Rules match. That makes up the top eight. In the top eight, the quarterfinals, all the matches are ladder matches that start at crowd meter one. In the next round, the semifinals, all the matches are submission matches. And then the finals match, as well as the third place match, are Psycho Circus matches. The top four are, in fourth place, I believe playing is JT Dunn, Prince Butters. In third place, playing is Snake Pit, Chugonomics. The finalists are Ken Fouché, as his own creation, The Grim Librarian, and The Cannoli, as Lycan, with the winner, the Cannoli as Lycan. Congratulations to the Cannoli for winning Monday Night Consigliere Fights. Thursday night. We have Thursday Night Fights, this time hosted by Matt Barone. They had 20 players in this week's tournament. Five groups, four players per group. Each player plays the other three. Top two records from each group advanced. So we have a cut to a top ten. In the top ten, six of the players face off in two triad matches. The remaining four square off in tag team matches. So one tag team match, two on two, two triad matches. The winners of each of these matches face off in the top four. One triad match winner takes on one half of the winning tag team. The other triad match winner takes on the other tag team winning player. The winners of that go on to be the finalists. The top four are in fourth place, playing as Kenny Omega, Alec Ventresca. In third place, playing as Ricky Riot, Chris Pate. The finalists were Johnny Correa, playing as the original Zack Sabre Jr., and Candyman Dan, playing as Johnny T. The winner, Johnny Correa. Congratulations to Johnny Correa. Friday night, there was a scheduled pop-up, but that pop-up did not happen. 
So that's it for online tournaments. I do have reports from one locals. I have the Misos game results from Saturday. They had a round robin tournament. Eight players. Seven rounds of Swiss. The top three here were in third place. Playing as Liger, Brian Johnston. Have not seen Brian Johnston in a while. The second place player playing as Haley Stevens. The phenomenal one, Kirk Polka. And the winner playing as the original EC3, the Hallow King. Congratulations to Hallow King for that victory. There was also a Misos championship match. The champion, the phenomenal one, took on challenger Colton Janikowski. The winner, still champion, the phenomenal one. Congratulations to him. Of course, this event also featured the LFF Hardcore Championship. I reported on that earlier. Harvey Lester retained, defeating Alexander Samilton. That brings us to Sunday Night Fights. I haven't brought this up yet, but earlier this week, I released episode 249. This was the show where Mark Perry and I talked about the SRG Awards. A lot of feedback, a lot of passion stirred up over what we had to say. One of the things I talked about was Brian Waitford Schmidt, and I had some criticism of him. Again, respect Schmidt, appreciate everything he does. That doesn't mean I don't think there are things that could be done better. And this, to me, is a great example of what I'm talking about. I'll talk about it here briefly. Sunday Night Fights is happening. I'll give you the results of that in a little bit. As I'm recording this portion, it hasn't happened yet. I'm tacking it on to the end of the show. There was no announcement that Sunday Night Fights was going to happen until after noon Eastern on Sunday. Less than eight hours notice that Sunday Night Fights is going to happen. To me, that's too soon. One of the great things about this game is that we have promos. We have feuds. This, to me, is an important part of Super Show the Game. It needs to be preserved. When we are having Sunday Night Fight match cards for championships, there's going to be a championship on the line. And you're announcing the championship match eight hours before it happens. There's no time for feuds. There's no time for promos. There's no time for any of that. My criticism of Sunday Night Fights, and I've talked about this before, we need more lead time so there can be promotion. There can be build-up. I listen to Talk of the Universe twice a week as part of my build-up for the show, as part of my research for what I'm going to talk about. Most weeks, Talk of the Universe, which is also hosted by Brian Schmidt, he hosts that, he hosts Sunday Night Fights, never mentions the upcoming Sunday Night Fight match card. My understanding of that based on discussions I've had with other people and some first-hand knowledge, is because they don't have the match card completed. I don't understand that. To me, there should be at least a two-week lead time before Sunday Night Fights. We need time to build and promote matches. 
I feel like they're giving themselves too short a window to get these things done. They're trying to put together a match card in a few days, and by doing so, they're stripping the aspect of feuds and promos out of the game because they're rushing to get matches on a show. My opinion is this. If four days out from Sunday Night Fights, there are no matches scheduled, then we don't have Sunday Night Fights, and we start building for the next week. I don't know why we need to rush to have these matches, and in rushing to have these matches, we're losing the opportunity for feuds and promos, and I don't like that. And I wish they wouldn't feel pressured to put on a Sunday Night fight. That's my criticism. Other than that, I appreciate what Schmidt does for the community, for the shows. I respect him. This isn't me trying to bash the guy. This is just a criticism of something that's going on that I don't like. With that being said, here's what happened on Sunday Night Fights. The first match featured on Sunday Night Fights was for the LFF Deep Six Championship. In this match, we saw the challenger, Robbie G, playing as Lawman Nick, take on the champion, Yasmin, playing as Amazing Red. Deep Six rules, no other stipulations. The match goes to crowd meter three. In the end, the winner, still champion, Yasmin. Congratulations to Yasmin for winning and retaining the Deep Six Championship. The next matches feature the same two players. We have Ken Fouché challenging the SRG BOSS for a membership ring. He has two matches to attempt to win the ring. Both are two out of three falls, meaning the first player to win two falls wins the match. And Ken Fouché has two shots. We know going into the match, if Ken Fouché wins one of the two, he will win a membership ring card. I don't know when the match is started, if it was stated what would happen if he won both. I don't know that going in. In the first series, they are using the Ring of Fire stipulation. The SRG BOWS is playing as the flip competitor, Drunken Master, who flips to Zen Master. Ken Fouché is playing Foxworthy. The first match of the night goes to Crowd Meter 2. The winner of the first fall, the SRG BOWS. This puts Ken Fouché in the position of having to win the next two falls to win this Ring of Fire membership ring match. And in the second fall, at Crowd Meter 1, the SRG boss wins again. So we have to go to a second match, a second series to see if Ken Fouché can obtain a membership ring. This is the dark match stipulation. All spotlight cards are blank. The discard pile is not public knowledge. In this series, we see Ken Fouché playing as Brett the Metalhead and the SRG boss playing as the second version of himself. The first match goes to Crowd Meter 1, 
with Ken Fouché taking that fall. So Ken Fouché, one fall away from getting a membership ring, but he has secured himself a prize no matter what happens. Second fall also goes to crowd meter one, the winner here, the SRG BOSS. So the match must go to a third fall. The winner in the third fall, the SRG BOSS. Unfortunately, Ken Fouché walks away without a membership ring. I hope he gets another challenge soon. I hope he walks away with the ring. I'm pulling for you, Ken Fouché. I think we're all pulling for you. With that being said, the prize that was given to him by the SRG BOSS is that he will face Candyman Dan, date and time to be named later. The winner of the match will be the next number one contender for the LFF United States Championship. So he doesn't get a membership ring, but he could soon become the United States Champion. No guarantees, but he's been put on the path toward that goal. That was it for Sunday Night Fights. Now, I don't recall if Brian Schmidt announced anything about next week's show, but I did see that the general manager of the LFF Tag Team Championship, the star maker Everett Stevens, announced that on next week's episode of Sunday Night Fights, the LFF Tag Team Championship will be on the line. The current team of Sean Loeb and Chris Pate, Michigan's most dangerous alliance, will defend the championship they currently hold against the Gen Con tournament winning team Under the Bridge. Under the Bridge, the team of James Booker and Uncle Bradley. In the match, Dangerous Alliance are the champions with Combat Chris and Big Bad Bobby D. The challengers will be using Colt Cabana and Scott Prime. This match will be a no disqualification match. The last time these two teams squared off, Under the Bridge won, but they won via disqualification, so they did not become champions. This rematch will be no disqualification. So the winners, if Under the Bridge wins again, they will be the new champions. I'm glad to see a match announced for Sunday Night Fights with a week to go. I hope that is a good sign and a trend going forward. Now, that match went a lot longer than I thought it would. All of the matches on the match card. So I have the results of the... Super Bowl event. I can give you the winners. Per the format, there's one winner per quarter. Let me give you that winner and the prize they receive. The first quarter winner is Scott Mulholland. Scott Mulholland will receive a choice of a foil card and a foil competitor selected from what is currently in stock, excluding Ginny and Lissa Legnet. Those are the two foil-exclusive competitors. They were only released as foils. The second quarter winner is the Grump Danny Thunder. He will receive the same prize, plus 
a full art prize pack, and an additional foil card. The third quarter winner is everyone's enemy, Joel Williams. He receives the same prize that Scott Mulholland received. Choice of a foil card, choice of a foil competitor in stock, excluding Jenny and Lisa Legnett. The fourth quarter winner in this contest is the collector, Sean Loeb. The collector, Sean Loeb, will receive his choice of a foil card, again, from what is currently in stock, and a foil Ginny competitor set. So congratulations to all of the winners for their victory. And with that being said, that's going to do it for this week's episode of the Outlaw Mudcast. I'd like to thank all of you for listening, and a good day.